and welcome to Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a lot of tea and talk about different tales pertaining to different topics every time. Today we are talking about horror comedy. This tea smells good. I'm Sarah. (laughs) I'm Emily. Once again, she has interrupted me. My name is Erica, and we also have a returning special guest in... Oh, uh, (laughs) it's me. I'm Nick. He's so worried about interrupting you, he just didn't say No, it. I'm only worried about Sarah interrupting. I just oh. didn't know, like, on the podcast. syntactically how to That's fit into what I'm you said. I'm sorry. I got thrown off because I was interrupted. I, it happens to me all no, the time. No, I'm not going to, so my so our listeners can hear what I have to do. I mean, they know. They've been listening. It's fine. Or maybe they haven't. Maybe this is your first foray into And if it is, we're sorry. <laughs> tea and Tails style. That's all right. You're in for a show. That's right. So we're do- we're we're doing comedy horror, but we're also uh, drinking some tea called Kiwi Crush. Sarah, why did we pick Kiwi I Crush? I don't want to talk now. <laughs> we picked Kiwi Crush because Kiwi is a funny word, which is comedy. This feels like a stretch now. <laughs> no, Kiwi is <laughs> Crush is a scary word, which is horror. We really are stretching this tea <laughs> so it's horror here. comedy or comedy horror tea. Yes. It smells so good. It tastes really good too. I'm not trying. It it's is fruity. a rooibos tea so I know we have some lesser fans. I like this one. It's her first rooibos that she likes. Yay. Yeah. It has pineapple bits which include pineapple and sugar. <laughs> I don't just know why the they bits. don't just say that. The bits. <laughs> Goose- I love pineapple bits. bits. Gooseberry lemon granules. Um, <laughs> granules. Sugared apricots. Um, I love me. Lime apricots. peel kiwi bits. It's concerning that kiwi is so far down the ingredient list, considering that's the name why of it. Why isn't it called lime peel crust? Black currants and apple tea. bits. And it's from Tulira. I was going to say Germany, and I was like, wait, that doesn't help people. <laughs> Go to Germany, get your tea. I really like it. it it's it alarming good. to me how many candied things are on that list. Well, it's a very sweet tea also. Yes, mm. but like, there's, I mean, we're not actually getting a lot of the sugar in tea form. Like, you're getting, we're not adding sugar to it. Yeah, yeah no. For sure. It definitely is sweet, though. Yeah. I like it. I'm I just, also like the bag it comes in. Unhelpful to our listeners, yeah. but I'm drinking out of a new mug today that I bought because it was spooky looking. But I wish it were bigger. It's honestly. very <laughs> hard to drink out of. It's um like an owl Halloween mug, but it's like, like a goblet. Yeah, it's like a goblet. <laughs> and I went to drink, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a problem." You have I to have tip it for your like five other minutes. Newest cup, which is the Village Witch Cup, which is like a nice classic size. I like that one. I that one. Cup. Wow. I got a pretty flower cup. <laughs> Because he's a pretty flower, his words. And he's Sarah, a girl. I have the fox one, of course. Mm-hmm. You upgraded from the cat. stingy <laughs> to the fox. Nick, do you like the tea? Oh, yes. This is... I, I really like sweet teas. Um, and this is sweet. Just like you. Good job. Hey, that's my dog. Junior likes sweet tea, too. That one's my other dog. Maybe you'll hear them, and maybe my husband will edit them out in post. We'll see. We'll see. It's, all it's a surprise for everyone. Everyone it's involved. True. Just like the fact that this delicious robust tea is delicious. That's true. Um, so comedy horror. I guess here's the question. What distinguishes comedy horror from B-movies? Or we'll start, comedy. We'll also. start there. Okay, sorry. What? What's the difference? Between comedy horror and B movies, mm. and, and is there any overlap? They, there would definitely be overlap, I think. So, what's the yeah. main thing that's so in a horror comedy? By my professional opinion, I think that it has to have something that is spooky, something that could carry 
kill you, kids. Something that you. could kill you. <laughs> scare you as maybe even more like as a kid than as an adult. But it's also really funny. Like it like gets like a ha laugh or a ha ha ha. Like you get like that laughter also within like still being in that world of like scariness. Like oh, that guy just got his head cut off, but they're telling fart jokes, so it's funny. So it's like kind of like that mixture. And it has to be done well also. There has to be a blend of levity. Out of curiosity, were you referencing a specific I was wondering <laughs> no. horror comedy there? No, I was just- Ha <laughs> fart jokes, Lance. No, I was watching a video on Sarah's I had a lot of thoughts and I didn't say anything. Where somebody Very got their head cut off, but it was not a horror comedy. It was just a scary movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is that B-movies aren't necessarily intentionally funny. They Aww. can be funny. <laughs> and, like, sure, there are B-movies that are also comedies, but it, most of the time, we're laughing at them, not with them. Whereas yeah. I think earnestness. Yeah, whereas Aww. horror comedy is, like, we want you to laugh and, like, break the tension. Yeah, yeah B-movie definitely tries to be the real thing. Right. So and you they would just say fall short. No B-movie that is specifically trying to be funny. I mean, I think there are some that are self-aware, and sure. so sure. Yeah. But I think it's Not more the like... the sentient bee movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is the like, nice horror movie. Like, I saw Chopping Mall listed, <laughs> like the one that I talked about in Bee Horror Movie, and I was like, I guess, but there's not really, like, jokes. I mean, there's a couple, but most of it the was like... The whole thing is a joke. It, the whole idea <laughs> was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in itself, like, you're laughing at how silly the premise is. You're not laughing because the characters have done something funny. Do you think that maybe that, that lacks more of the horror aspect of the movie then? Because it's not scary? Because it's done badly? I mean, it could be. It's pretty gory, though. So mm-hmm. I feel like... The gore is not the same as horror. It's not, no. but I feel like a lot of people that don't like horror aren't going to go and watch Chopping Mall and be like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> like, as people are getting, like, lit on fire and, like, blown up by robots. Like, <laughs> in I a mall. Like <laughs> I like it. I love you describe horrible things happening to people, and I'm just like, bah. <laughs> I did find a definition from Oxford. So, Ooh. you know, it's hoity-toity. Let's hear Oxford. I, I like it, though. It says, a hybrid genre that deliberately provokes a shift from terror, suspense, or dread to hilarity. So it's a deliberate shift. I love that. that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, good, Oxford. Well, it's, a, it's, it's an intentional good. mixing of comedy and horror. So you, if you want, like, emotional whiplash, that's what you should go to yeah. in dark comedy. Well, and so then they had the most common forms, and there was a word I've never heard, and I'm going to use it. it was, New word. So there was dark wit, self-reflective jokes, and slapstick, which it said, or in horror movies, splatstick. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Oh my I goodness. Splatstick <laughs> is great. Like, Tucker and Dale, that's a splatstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so good. <laughs> it's so funny. <sighs> I also saw that, like, Jordan Peele explained it, like, director of Get Out and Us mm-hmm. and just general awesome human being. Um, explained that the relationship works because they're two sides of the same coin because both are about building the tension and then releasing. And that's that is they valid. Yeah. So, cool. Mm-hmm. I, I guess would say comedy horror in general has to be a better quality than a B-horror. In mm-hmm. general. Yeah. Um, the first one, I guess, is credited as Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. But then when I went on Wikipedia just to look for other ones, mm-hmm. there was, like, a lot from the 20s and 30s. And, mm-hmm. like... Are they, though, if there's... I mean, I guess silent movie, comedy, horror. Some of those silent movies are scurry. Like, yeah. Like, Moon with Thing in its eye. What do you call it? Like, Missile? That's yeah. freaky to me. That's freaky to you? It's yeah. freaky. Um, I mean, not, I'm not, like, 
having nightmares about it, but yeah. I'm like, oh, and it's, it's like settling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it's funny because so then got a missile in his eye. So then, like, <laughs> um, to jump off your first point, because you're talking about the first horror movie, so you would say that uh, horror comedy can't be kids' movies because, like, it has to actually scare you. I mean, I think if the intention is to scare, yeah. sure. Like, I think Goosebumps, which I have not seen that movie of, um, would qualify mm -hmm. because it's made for kids, but it's different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I wouldn't say, like, a comedy meant to, like, just make kids laugh that yeah. has monsters. That has monsters. So, like, yeah. Hotel Transylvania would be out. That was my thinking. But yeah, <laughs> I have a different idea. No, I, I think that's, that's correct. So would you say that horror comedies are more geared towards adults or older kids? Probably. Teenagers. Because or of the horror aspect of it. They don't aim a lot of horror towards children. Just this, Neil Gaiman. Except for Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Coraline! Yeah. Coraline is excellent. Mm -hmm. And at Graveyard. What were you going to say, Nick? Yeah, nothing. It's fine. Move on. Wow. I got interrupted. Who by? <laughs> wow. You call yourself out on this it's one. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... I had asked for our top five comedy horror movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and supposedly we were going to write them down while, or think about them while talking. I have one that I really like. I don't know no, if it's a top five. <laughs> well, I have one. one. <laughs> so right. hold on. Do you want me to read uh, a list of some to help jog your memory first? Sure. sure. I'm okay. going to make a, one. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Notable ones, I'm going to use Ranker in this case because it's a lot of people that vote for it. So um, they have Shaun of the Dead, followed by Zombieland, Beetlejuice, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, mm -hmm. Army of Darkness, Cabin in the Woods, mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, which we can go back on whether that qualifies as horror, but whatever. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Gremlins, and then rounding out the top ten was Young Frankenstein. Hmm. I have many other notables on my list that were not included. <laughs> that list was longer than the Ranker list. It was. I mean, they're on Ranker. They're just lower. Mm -hmm. So, I guess, what do we have a, a top five? I put Tucker and Dale versus Evil as yeah. number one. Yeah. I would put Tucker and Dale versus Evil as number one as well. I would still put Shaun of the Dead as number one. Shaun of the but Dead Tucker and Dale as a two. strong number two contender. Mm -hmm. for you. I, yeah, I flipped those, but. Probably. Or just the whole Cornetto, sorry, the whole Cornetto trio. Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like uh, because we kind of got exposed to that more recently, and Shaun mm. of the Dead was with us for a little bit longer, That's you know, true. that left more of an impression on us, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, Tucker and Dale versus the Forces of Evil. We're yeah. Talking about. Um, a boot. A boot. A boot. Um, I also, I start Kevin in the Woods is probably being in my top five. For comedy oh, horror, God. if I like, if I just am doing horror movies, I probably wouldn't put it up that high. But for specifically comedy it just, horror. It has so much more to it than just the horror and the comedy genre in general. I found so. the ending so upsetting I that I just, I, I know it's a good movie and I don't mind watching it. I know that everybody loves it, but it's just so off-putting to me that the guy is so selfish in the end. That's a spoiler, kind of. Not really. It just, I can't categorize it as anything except it just makes me angry. <laughs> Fair. I also put Scream on my list. I think it was 12 on Ranker, and I thought it should be higher. But mm. I love Scream. Mm -hmm. But that's what I, like, that was, like, the first, 
like big horror series I got into as like growing up as a teenager. I saw bits and pieces of it on TVs at other people's houses growing up, but not like the whole thing because we were not allowed to watch horror movies. Not at all. I think that one it has genuinely scary moments though, mm-hmm. kind of like Kevin in the Woods. Like some of the oh, scenes yeah. with the zombies are like genuinely frightening oh, and yeah. gory and like scary. Um, I think my thing with Cabin in the Woods is when I was watching it, I was less scared and more like, what is going on? You know what I mean? Like, it felt almost, not like sci-fi, but like horror adjacent, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have another one we would add to the list? Um, I mean, the one I was thinking of was Radioland Murders, but I don't think anybody else here has seen that besides me. It's fair. I, I would definitely put Little Shop of Horrors somewhere on there. An Evil Dad. Because it, I mean, first of all, it came out before some of these top it's rankers. Um, but even in, at that, I feel like it walked the line between intentionality and, uh, between intentional horror and intentional comedy very well. Yeah. Especially the musical. Mm-hmm. Right, well, and I was thinking with Evil Dead, when you mentioned that, the musical is funnier. Like, the second Evil Dead is funny, but I feel like the first one is more just, like, let's make a cheap zombie movie. I'm definitely thinking of the musical. (laughs) Do you think horror has to be supernatural? Or can it just also be, like, killer guy? I think it'd be killer killer guy, definitely. That was Psycho is not... I mean, I guess it is. It was listed a lot on comedy horror, and I'm like, is is it, though? Like, satirical, I would say. It's not like, ha, 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 funny. It's like, oh, I I know people. Like, Like, oh, this is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) And I know things now. I also put Us, which I was going to talk about, and chose not Mm -hmm. to. But the reason I chose not to is I think it's more horror than Mm -hmm. straddling the line. Like, it's funny, but I think... it's it veered a, too much to scary territory. Yeah. yeah. It's a delicate balance, I think, because you can have, like, funny movies that have elements of horror or horror movies that are funny in some ways, but it's not enough on either side to be... Like, and I think Us is more on the horror side with elements of humor. Yeah. But I think it would be hard to call it, like, horror comedy. Right. And I'd say the same thing about Get Out. Yeah. Like, same director, like, same idea, but it's just... It's a satire as well, but it's less laugh out loud funny and just like, oh no. With the Fruit Loops, just like dipping the Fruit Loop into the milk. That's funny. There are some good like physical comedy things there. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about some of like the big ones. So I guess we'll we'll start with Tucker and Dale since you guys said that was one of your favorites. Would someone like to tell our listeners what Tucker and Dale is about? (laughs) <laughs> sure, go for it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it about? <laughs> well, to sum it up in one word, misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, two bros just want to go bro in at a cabin in the woods, conveniently, though it's not cabin in the woods. Um, and two teenagers, or not teenagers, uh, Seven. Four, seven, however seven. many there are. A handful of college. Yes. Many. Many, many of them die. More than two <laughs> teen college less humans. Less than 30. Yes, less than 30. <laughs> <laughs> less than 30 uh, teen college age humans um, are also in the woods to go, you know, vacation or whatever college kids do in the woods. Are they camping? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. They tried. Well, they, um, they did not succeed. No, no. Um, and then through just convenient happenstance, 
blood, gore, sadness ensues. But it's so it's so funny. It is funny. It's so funny. Like they just I love that every time they keep trying to prove that Tucker and Dale are killing them, which they are not. They are just trying to have a nice little trip in like their cabin that like another one of them dies. Yep. It's just so funny. They they uh Tom and Jerry with the rake themselves. Right, yes. Just yeah. like boing. Or like was it into they're running away from a swarm of bees and like <laughs> one of them impales himself <laughs> on a tree, like a tree limb. And like, okay? It's all circumstantial and yep. it's so funny. I think it's funny too because like the two leads, Dale and Tucker, look like murderers. They're like these. It's old the redneck, like hillbilly, like uh, campers. Yeah. But but also like with the cinematography of it, they do a great job of like in one shot making them look like murderers, but in the next making them seem like you know dumb ophi humans who couldn't kill anybody. Yeah, and it's Cherie from Thirty Rock is the one that is like stuck in the middle of it and is like, guys, they're trying to help me. Wait, what are you doing to yourself? And then she just keeps getting knocked out and then wakes up again and is like, oh no, more of them are dead. And the police officer guy shows up. Yeah. Like, Isn't one of them named Chad? Yes, yeah. that's where we started calling him Chad. I think, and then Gosh. he showed up in that other movie that you guys like that you don't call it the same time. Oh, uh, but not that. It's, no, uh, it's, uh, it's The Uninvited. The Uninvited. Yeah, and it's him again, and he yeah. plays like the same type of character. And we just call him Chad every that time movie we see too. him. He just, he's crazy. That's a spoiler. Well, he's like that. the popped collar college bro. He just like, has a punchable face. Look, like, he would have been the boy wearing at least two polos, both with the collar popped. From American Eagle. Yes, yes, absolutely. He might even be wearing that. Right now. I think in the the film, I think he is in fact wearing that as his outfit. Um, Cool. It's on Netflix, so definitely go watch it. It's It's, awesome. It's really good. It's a good one. Um, So the other rival for top place in our view, Shaun of the Dead. Mm -hmm. For the three people that have never heard of it, Emily, (laughs) what is Shaun of the Dead about? Oh, yeah. So Shaun of the Dead is kind of like your... Uh, like a spin on your classic zombie story, um, but it's it's so much funnier. So it's about this guy who kind of has a terrible life and like is bad at doing life and going to his job and existing. And he like go the, the one of my favorite things is he goes through his life and it's like he's like oh I'm like talking to all the guys and he goes through his life again and everybody's a zombie and he's just like not paying attention because his Can life I clarify is so that a little routine. Bit? Yes, okay, ahead. so he goes through like his morning routine where he like yeah. walks out the door, he like adjusts his tie, he goes to the convenience store and opens a thing, gets the whatever, coffee yeah. or whatever, pays for it and, like, goes out. And there's, like, different various things that he does. And then when the zombie apocalypse happens, he does the same thing, but, like, doesn't notice yeah. that, like, there's, like, a bloody hamper on the fridge. And he just puts the change on the counter. he's just and a defeated, like, depressed man. <laughs> Aren't we all? No. No, we're not. <laughs> Says the one man with three <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's and fine. it's just like the, you know, everyday life and then mixing it up with this crazy, you know, zombie tale. But it's so funny. And he's trying to go get his girl back or something. Yeah, and like her friends who don't really like him. And Nick Frost is just a bumbling oaf. <laughs> this is another one that does really well skirting the line between horror and comedy. There are some parts towards the end of this movie 
that will rip your heart out, yeah, so to speak. Sure. <laughs> and also yeah. grotesque like images. There's just one. Like I watch and read so much horror, but there is just one scene towards the end that I just I mean, I've seen the movie at least a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I just choose not to watch that part anymore because I'm like, I don't need to see this. The first time I watched it, which was much earlier, maybe I was 13 or 14, uh, I was so sickened by that part. I was like, yeah. like I got through all the rest. That part, I was like, I'm never watching this movie again. And then when I went back, I'm like, it's it's not that, like, it's not it's that surely bad. gross, but yeah. it's not that bad. It's just a point of like, I know what happens. Do I need to have this image in my brain for the rest of the night? No. No. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's funny that like, I feel like anyone listening to this right now that has seen Shaun of the Dead is like, I know exactly what part they're talking about. And someone There's present no is like, question. what are they talking about? I must watch There's it right now. There's literally no question of what part we're talking about. Yeah. But um, they also just play with like the music comedy as well, like mm-hmm. having them hit zombies with like uh, cricket bats to <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> like, in time, like he goes up on the little kid, like he's like, I'm going to go check it out over the fence. And like, all there is is, like, a little, like, Toys R Us slide. So he goes up, like, maybe six inches to a foot and, like, walks up and is like, oh, there's lots. Like, it's so funny. I think this one's just, like, one of my favorite movies ever. So that's why it's just a little bit ahead of Tucker versus, or Tucker and Dale. Not Tucker versus Dale. That's the sequel. That's a different movie. They're never breaking apart. They're They're bros for life. That's right. (laughs) Um, and then we were going to talk about, oh, Scream was the other one. I haven't seen it in a long time. So I know we're planning well, to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but, so, okay, as some, I, I was pretty young when it came out. I don't think I saw the first one, like, right when it came out, because I was still young. But, like, I remember it being, like, the first big movie, and, like, I watched it, and, like, that opening scene with Drew Barrymore scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and I was just, like, afraid to watch the rest of it. And then I didn't realize, like, that's the scariest part. And mm-hmm. then it gets just funnier. But you have to... Like, Survive I liked that. it as a kid, but I didn't understand all the jokes with, like, the self-referential horror stuff. So mm-hmm. as an adult, like, in college, when I started watching them all, I was like, oh, I get all of these. <laughs> like, now I've seen Halloween and Friday the 13th mm-hmm. and, like, Nightmare. And now I get all of his jokes. But it took me, a like, while. one or two viewings and a few years <laughs> in between. <laughs> and some trauma. I remember drama. the Scream Mask was one of the first big Halloween costumes oh, yeah. that, uh-huh. like, all the rowdy boys in, in elementary school wanted to have it and yeah. scare people with they it. They had to, like, outlaw it at school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it freaked me out. I was like, I don't, I know this is from a horror film, and but why? I can't see it. It's just creepy. Watch horror films. What's that? <laughs> so, I don't know. Allowed. Uh, Nick, when, when did you see it? Were you older or younger? Uh, younger. Did, you, you probably like, didn't like get the jokes te- either. No. Yeah. No. Still <laughs> no. um, doesn't get the jokes. <laughs> oh. Wait, there were jokes. Um, wait, is this horror comedy? <laughs> or I thought we were horror. just doing horror. Horror. I just remembered that I, like, took a picture of the greatest summary of Tucker, of <laughs> horror comedy in Tucker and Dale, and I was like, well, we went by that, and I didn't use it. No, do while. it. Quickly. No, all right, finish your scream thing, and we'll wrap up our round table with it. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, just, when I first saw it, I was probably, like, a teenager, and, like, laughed at some stuff, but also as a kid, I was the type to, like, People are laughing. Ha 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 ha! Oh no! Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's so 
funny jokes. Yeah. Got a lot. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we yeah. watch it later, maybe we'll get all of the jokes this time. We'll have to, like, do you get this? <laughs> we'll just keep a running tally. My favorite just, like, in-joke of the whole series is at one point they ask Nev Campbell, like, who would play her in the movie version of her life. And then I think it's like Tori Spelling or somebody like that. And then they actually get her to play her character in the third yeah. movie. And I'm yeah. like, it's such a just throwaway line. And then it actually happens. And I'm like, this cracks me up every time. <laughs> I like all of them. Like, even How though many are there? there's four. And the second and third ones are not. The second one's okay. The third one's not good. And the fourth one? Fourth one's good. It's we the circle one, back, you the know? The fourth one is like the more recent one where they're all adults. And then they, yeah, but like, <laughs> Nev Campbell is an adult woman yeah. in that one. I mean, she was probably an adult when she filmed the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but then they have like, um, what's your name? Emma Roberts and um, Hayden Panettiere are like the oh, teenagers nice. and like one of the Culkins. I don't remember which one. Yeah. One of the Culkins that's there's, not Macaulay. Yeah, there's a lot of like classic horror movies I just have not seen. And we're kind of watching We should work on that. Wait, um, we did. Yeah. So I... I found a quote on Mashable of, like, why horror comedy has been especially popular in this decade. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I always yell at you guys for swearing, but I'm going to. And Yay. you know what? I'm not even going to mark it on our thing. It's, Ooh, it's a special surprise for our listeners. <laughs> at a time when the world feels like a dumpster fire of increasingly ridiculous fuckery beyond your control, <laughs> there's a true-to-life honesty in the horror comedy. It's a genre that understands our struggle to keep from laughing until we scream whenever we get a news alert on our phones. When dealing with the horrific comedy of our real world becomes too painful, we turn to the catharsis of watching it play out from the comfortable distance of fiction on a screen, which unleashes all the bottled up feelings we must suppress in our day to day. It's horror we can control. Yeah, I was like, that's so accurate. And also, like, I can see why it's so popular in the last, like, 10 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 15 years, but especially 10 years. Uh, especially too. Yeah. Or then they'll put Midsummer on the comedy horror list and absolutely could not disagree more with that. <laughs> I think it I think it reaches beyond horror, but I think it reaches into drama. I don't think it reaches into comedy at all. I don't it's, I haven't seen I haven't that seen one. No. But if I'm just going off of hereditary, that one's definitely not comedy either. <laughs> I wish I could get through that, but there's just like such a heaviness in that movie, man. For people a little sensitive. No, it's just a lot. Yeah. yeah. I watched it and I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel a need to ever watch it again. Yeah. Like watching The Passion of the Christ. Yes. No. <laughs> like, I have that or feeling Joker. like, yeah, Requiem yeah. for a Dream. That's another mm-hmm. one that I don't ever need to see like, again. I'm glad I've seen this so I don't have to see it. Yep. Again. I now understand what people are talking about and the end. And scene. I feel that. Well, uh, since Midsummer is definitely not a comedy. Oh, Emily has a question. No, no, no keep going. <laughs> I was going to say, let's transition to one that Sarah does think is a comedy. <laughs> we switched to me. What am I well, doing? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I could go first because I have Cabin in the Woods. Circumvented. We kind of touched on it. so we Then could just... let's do Cabin in the Woods. I didn't want to interrupt you. That's why I had my hand up and then you were speaking. But then I, I called him and you were like, we're never so mind. Impressed. Shut up. I don't know whether to be upset. <laughs> so, so uh, upset. Cabin in the Woods was released on April 13th, 2012. 
which seems so long ago. Horror comedy, obviously, directed by Drew Goddard and produced by Josh Whedon and written by both of them. It's about five college students on the way to an old abandoned cabin in the woods. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. Anyways, it's about five five teenagers that head off for the weekend at a secluded cabin in the woods. They arrive to find they are quite isolated and have no means of communication with the outside world. When the cellar door flings itself open, they, of course, have to go and check out and see what's inside. And one of the kids finds a book and reads from it and wakens a family of deadly zombies. However, there's much, much, much more. What is happening over here? My cat injured Nick as he walked by. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so fat, he broke my toe. This is the smaller Claws in though it's like a weird birth defect, so he just like fully stepped on Nick's foot with it, all his claws out. Oh, uh, it's okay. I didn't. Need I'm that sorry, toe. Emily. No, we were trying to hold it together. <laughs> it's like the tree star all over again. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. That's funny. Oh, no. Um, yeah, uh, I don't want to give anything away because this movie is so good. It's it's wonderfully written. I really just appreciate everything that Josh Whedon does for the most part. No, he's a jerk face, but he his writing is great. I I really like the the characters and the story and how it goes from this like setting of comedy horror to this like kind of more sci-fi fantasy, like what you were saying earlier. I do agree with you with, like, the ending is a little frustrating, but I, I actually kind of like the ending. Yeah, but Sigourney Weaver shows up, and then exactly. it, you know, at that point, can you be mad about it? <laughs> I was like, going to say, my random Gordon Gore, like, <laughs> <laughs> fix the world, and, and he's like, no. Um, yeah. It's just, but, but so it just makes me mad. Without giving the spoilers of the second half, because it's a markedly different film than the second half of it. Yeah. And I feel like that's all we can say without spoiling it. So how does it fit into horror comedy? Because like I know we know, because we've all seen it, and the description you, you did was good as far as like what it's about. So how does it do the comedy, I guess? Um... There's a lot of references to movies in the second part of the movie, and there's a lot of uh, death. There's a lot of killing, but it's really <laughs> death. But it's really funny how it's done because of uh, there's so many different options and methods that could happen, and it's so like bizarre and unbelievable that we got from cabin to here, and so it's kind of like like an awkward laugh, but also it's like. This is funny, but also, what is happening? <laughs> and, like, you get that, like, confusion. It's like, oh. That's where it, maybe it doesn't hit the comedy as much for me. It's mm. very interesting film. And it's got all the twists and everything. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think maybe I, the the humor of it is lost on me. Yeah, little. I know. It, like, um, it kind of reminds me of, like, the scream stuff self-referential humor mm-hmm. it's not as overtly funny unless you've literally seen a ton of horror movies like yeah there are definitely jokes for people that haven't but it's funnier the I more do you remember seen... the girls <laughs> the evil has been defeated <laughs> meme <Yes>. it's been <laughs> defeated. I just, all right i guess there's one or two funny there, things. and there's like i, I don't, don't think of it as i funny. remember just because i like to reference her whenever we talk about something and she's just like what so my mother called me at one point and was like erica we were watching this movie and what is happening <laughs> like it's like and then they seemed like they were cheering for these people that are dying and i don't even know we turned it off <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, yeah, some people don't really like what? it. Was like, 
but she's like, we saw these people the that are, are like really good actors in it. And we were like, yeah, let's watch this. And then we were like, oh no, why does Erica like this? Which <laughs> I feel like I get a couple calls a year of, we watched this movie we heard oh, you no. like, and then we're like, why does she like this? The secret is never tell your parents you like something. I guess so. Because then they'll just buy that for you for six years in a row. What are you still getting, Emily? I don't know. I think that what you said, though, is important, though. Like, having kind of the knowledge of background for horror movies, there's a lot of... There's, like, even, like, when they stop to get gas and the guy's like, you're a whore and, like, you go and do the thing and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, you know, warning them about the dangers or whatever of going to the cabin and all that jazz. I think there's a lot of uh, nice references to, like, horror movies. And so that's kind of funny. Yeah. I like it. I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Well, now we can go to Sarah. Now it's really you. Okay, I'm definitely focused. I'm going to talk about what we do in The Shadows, the franchise, um, specifically the TV show, but all of it because it's all really good. Um, What we do in The Shadows is a mockumentary style, like The Office. Um, Well, there's a movie, there's a TV show, there are uh, web series. What else? I wrote it down. Anyways. Vampires. (laughs) Yeah, vampires. Basically, the setup is, for both the movie and the TV show, um, there are four vampires that live in modern society. And so they're from various times, and, you know, the social norms and stuff are a little lost on them. So it's like... It's like they're vampires, which is scary, and they they eat people and, and that, but then they're also dealing with... Like, they can't go out during the day and, like, and old fashion and <laughs> trying to find love and stuff. And uh, there's Guillermo. And Guillermo. Okay, so let me read some of my notes. I didn't write very many. Um, oh, also, there's a, a, a to be announced at some point. They're supposed to be doing a sequel to what we do in the shadow called Werewolves, about werewolves. Excellent. Which oh, is just goodness. in limbo. Uh Taika Waititi said, we always say we're going to do where we, we're werewolves or werewolves, but we never do it. And he likened it to him and uh, Jermaine Clement saying, like, we're the father that say we're going to be home on Christmas. So then every Christmas we send a postcard, like, see you next year. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so the TV show also fo- focuses on four vampires. They add the emotional vampire, which is really interesting to me. Um, and they're still trying to figure <laughs> out, like, Robinson. the character himself. <laughs> that's the one that's in beige. All the yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a Doyle. And so he they're living. A boil. a boil. I said Doyle. They're living in Manhattan, and they can only go out at night, and people are after them, and all this stuff. And so they have... I was going to say they have vampires, they have werewolves, ghosts, and then they have familiars, which are humans hoping to become vampires that have to serve the vampires for so many years or whatever, which is where you get Guillermo, who is this soft boy that is just delightful and lovely. I love Guillermo. (laughs) He is very good. Mm Mm-hmm. I've only watched the episodes we watched last Halloween, and I was like, I need to watch more, and I just haven't, but I love, it's from like, I don't know, whenever, the first couple of episodes where they have, like, the standoff with the werewolves. Yeah. Mm. And then they use the squeaker dog toy <laughs> to distract them. And I'm like, I, that, like, I lost it at that. You know, so there's, toy. like, a couple. So there's a husband and wife. Um, there's Nandor the Relentless, who's, like, the one who Guillermo is his familiar, who's, like, the main one. But they're all kind of, it's kind of like a ensemble show. Mm-hmm. And it's just really funny. What are the names of the couple of vampires? Uh, Laszlo and Nadja. And then the other one? Colin, Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. <laughs> it's so funny because Nandor will be like, 
oh, I have to go get creepy things. And Guillermo will be like, yes, master. And like the <laughs> most American accent ever. <laughs> yeah. And there is like a plot throughout. I mean, the episodes are really funny, but there is like a little bit of plot in the background, which is kind of cool. Too. I would say you could watch any episode, oh, yeah. but you'll get a little more if you watch them all in order. <laughs> they are also getting a third season. There's th- they, There will be three, I think. Three is the last one. Oh no, oh, they're on three. I and they're say they're on four. Three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, the new episodes are really funny. Mm. Where can you watch them? Hulu. Yup. That's what Emily knows because I don't. the paid subscription service Hulu. Did yeah, you? Emily's usually in charge of finding where we watch things. My job true. is to sit on the couch and watch them play. And play you do well. Thank you. I was asking. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, I have a problem where I look at my phone all the time. My pets are being particularly distracting today. It's because yeah. I smell like meat. <laughs> <laughs> and with that eye. Wait, did you write, you okay, to Nick after this <laughs> yeah, cat? She wrote, you, you doing okay? <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing the Tucker and Dale. You okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> that was a secret note just for Nick. <laughs> we were both trying to figure out what it said. <laughs> it does look like a crazy person wrote it. Yeah. For a good reason. Uh, sure. Yep. All right, Nick, um, what's your first <laughs> horror comedy to share with us? Uh, so, I mentioned it already, but Little Shop of Horrors, it is both a movie and a musical. Mm-hmm. Potentially other things that I'm not aware of, but those two. There's always potential. <laughs> yep. Raise your hand if you've been involved in a production of Little Shop. No one can see it, but... Um... <laughs> Hands are raised. That's all you need to know. Erica's hand was not raised. Aww. Well, we'll okay. have to show again. I, I didn't mean to bring up sores. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> There's not really an exciting part for me to play for this show. I played the... You played the... That's an exciting part to uh-huh, play. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, my that God. That would be the hydraulic lift. And the yeah. little one, too. Yeah, we did not have um, a medium one. The music no. starting act two, it's like, you know... It's just like this giant sound. We had like a hydraulic system. <laughs> It was a garage door opener. Mm, good. Just oh, goodness. Any, any I, I derailed us. So, the story begins as many do. A guy who is down on his luck for most of his life suddenly finds his life transformed for the better when an herbaceous, sentient extraterrestrial comes into his life. Like you do? Yep. Have you had an herbaceous, sentient plant, whatever you just said? Have you not? Anyway. I'm not uh, a man. It's in the mail. Yeah. It's in the mail. With your Hogwarts letter. Uh, Aww. <laughs> you brought the room down. We'll bring it back up. Ready? Little does he know that the price to pay for his newfound fortune and fame is blood. <laughs> when facing a plant possessed by an insatiable appetite for you and your friends, all you can do is cower in fear, wishing you had heeded wisdom before it was too late. Whatever they offer you, though they're slopping the trough for you, please, whatever they offer you, don't. Feed the plants. In the middle? Spoilers. You switched to second person. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so judgmental? I was just... He is our guest. In a judgmental He is way. our guest. She's paying attention, though. That's true. I'm engaged. <laughs> to who? Well, fine. I will nitpick your grammar next time. Please do. Get ready. I need help. Nick, why do you like the show? <laughs> um, I feel like we're back in the anime podcast. No. <laughs> no. Like what you mean you feel like we've one. derailed and things have left your the control of your hands. That's why, yes. Anyway, uh so I really like Little Shop. I saw the movie as a kid, um, and I had a chance to be in the musical. Um 
I think they're both great. That they're virtually the same. There are some minor differences, but they are virtually the same. The lyrics are both written by Alan Menken, I believe. Um, he took a break from his Disney pictures. Yeah, <laughs> to go kill people. <laughs> like you need he to. He was working yep. through something. How yeah. did you blow off steam, Nick? Uh, but there's a, there's two different endings of the movie, though, yes? Uh, yes, yep. V- vastly one is, different. <laughs> yep. One is happy and one is Sad. happy for a different perspective. Um. Yes, there we go. It's a f- more, final, f- more finality. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. final happiness. Ish. I must go. The name of the next horror movie. Um, so it's it's, it's just such a funny thing because like the way they deal with uh, some of the themes, some of the like poor guy gets rich, but then suddenly the plants like, hey, I'm gonna pay me. Yeah, in blood. P.S. I'm gonna kill everything. Yep, what but I'm not gonna tell you yet. Blood? Oh. Yeah. How did you operate? the hydraulic lift plant Sarah. um i i mean the hydraulic lift had a button but the plant itself had these two long two by fours and i i they like were maybe boob level good were you <laughs> in the plant uh i did like a hand puppet for the little one and then no i wasn't inside it That's <laughs> um, but it went like down to like just below my butt all the bees <laughs> I was not expecting this is your answer. (laughs) (laughs) I was not inside the plant. There's like a medium plant Mm. that we just didn't have. So we had like little one and then we had big one for all the medium stuff. She grew really fast. Uh She was hungry. She ate a lot. A lot of people. Mm. In that particular production, Seymour was really efficient. Mm. Mm. Just one chomp and gone. I guess there was a medium plant. I just didn't play it. It was like the thing where he had a mind. Polly it wasn't it. me, so I didn't care. Because you got to play the little plant, and then Polly had the bigger. That the was my favorite, one. besides and everything. I had a really good time doing the plant. Um, yeah, one of my favorite memories from that show is that uh, <laughs> no. we had to decorate. There was a dentist chair, and it was turned around, and we were supposed to like flick blood onto the sheet for oh the my chair. Gosh. But like we went a little crazy, so the whole sheet was just red. And so like in the show, <laughs> they would turn the thing around, and it would just be like the chair covered that was in you blood. You and Sammy, yeah. <laughs> We went a little over. My friend from Iceland was in during Tech Week and ended up leaving before we opened, but she got to help with some of the props. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was a fun production. I'm not a huge fan of the music from it, mm-hmm. but everyone I know that's done the show has always had a lot of fun doing it. So I feel if, like it's the spectacle of it. Yeah. The music itself is very like it's of an era that is quite bygone. Bye. Yeah, it's gone. definitely the doo wop stuff. Yep. Like. Yep. But I feel like that also like. If it were anything else, it probably wouldn't lend itself to comedy as much. Yeah, but there are also, like, shows that I don't, like, particularly like to listen to, Uh, but I really have enjoyed playing. Like, I really liked playing Annie when we Mm -hmm. did it, but there has never been a point in my life where I've been like, I'm going to listen to the Annie soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a fun experience doing it, and I feel like that's what everybody says when they do Little Shop. I sweat a lot during it, for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially if you operate the plant. The (laughs) poor guy who did it when we did it, he had to actually be in it for like the whole show. Cute. That's he had lot. fans and go fans going and was just doused in buckets of sweat. Oh, like us during producers. Oh my god. Like like a person at a theme park in like the little costumes. Oh, yeah. But they have the fans. Nightmare. Yeah. Just like that. 
Let's do it again. My stomach made a fun gurgling sound. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. No one would have noticed. But I'm saying it. Just control to, the narrative. To let, it's right. Just say, hey, Erica, what's know. your first one? My first one is Little Monsters, which another I, little. I picked two that we like. I just experienced for the first time. So, um, <laughs> Emily and Nick were at a Foo Fighters concert, right. I believe, that started. So, so, so late. They were abandoned. They weren't yeah. even there when it started. I know. That's true. I think we finished the movie before the Foo Fighters actually came. But so Sarah and I were looking for a movie that we were like, this is fun. Let's go find something. We were looking for a movie that I, we, because we both like comedy. Yeah. And Emily doesn't necessarily. So we kind of try to sort of avoid it when she's here. And we're like, let's pick something that's like so clearly comedy horror that like she's not here so she won't have to suffer yeah and we almost didn't watch it because sarah was like oh no it has josh gad you won't like it because i'm not a big josh gad fan as we've said before (laughs) yes and so i was like i'm like well let me watch the trailer and i was like i'm sold let's do this so little monsters is a 2019 comedy written and directed by abe forsyth is an Australian film with mostly Australian actors. Uh, It premiered at Sundance, and then Hulu was like, hey, this is pretty good. Let's get the rights for that. (laughs) Um, It stars Lupita Nyong'o, Alexander England, and Josh Gad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then lots of children. And and, um, animals that have sad endings but anyways um a washed up rock musician a washed up rock musician (laughs) decides to chaperone his young nephew's field trip to a petting zoo mostly to try and win the affections of his teacher miss caroline caroline is a model teacher that uses frequent ukulele accompaniment and songs in her teaching unfortunately a zombie outbreak occurs near the zoo and the two adults must work together to protect the kids josh gad is also there being terrible it's so true <laughs> accurate did you write that i did write that that's incredible that's a great josh gad um, is also there so. yeah he's also there um womp, womp. so he's like awful in that we were talking about it before we were recording tonight about like how most of the movie is exceptional but there's like the opening is not the smoothest opening. There's a lot of, like, really, really crass adult humor that's, like, m- more the Australian flavor that, like, if you're not used to watching those movies, you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and, like, it, so it takes a while for the story to get going. Um, and you're spending it mostly with the guy that's just, like, a huge jerk and just, like... He's, like, living on his sister's couch, but, like, because he broke up with his girlfriend, but he still, or she broke up with him, and, like, he definitely did break up with her. And, like, so <laughs> he's, he's, like, putting his nephew in, like, situations you shouldn't put a ch- child into. Like and like play Halo and stuff. Yeah, and, like, in zombie games yeah. and, like, bringing him, like, to visit his ex, and they walk in on things that children shouldn't be walking in on. And it's just, like, and it's fine, and there are definitely funny moments, but it picks up when he meets Lupita's character mm-hmm. and is like, oh, yeah, you're going to field trip? I'll go, I'll go. And then hilarity ensues. That's but right. um, as a teacher, <laughs> like, there's so many things. And I feel like anyone that has watched movies where there's someone that does their job, they're always like, that's fine, but this would never happen. Or, like, anytime I see any school thing on TV or movies, I'm always like, these teachers would get fired instantly. This was like... <laughs> Someone actually watched a teacher for once in their life, and we're like, let's do what she would do. Like, they wrote the teacher perfectly, and like, she's doing like attention grabbers. She's using like a ukulele as like a symbol for like 
oh, we hear this sound, we're going to go do this. And like, it's what teachers do with little kids. And it just was really accurate. Um, at one point, the zombies are coming and she like starts doing like shake it off, which keeps coming back. Um, and, <laughs> Say like, the fun fact. The fun, fun fact. I could only find one fun fact and it's that the um, record company wasn't going to let them use shake it off. And then they kept asking, kept asking. And so finally Lupita was like, you know what? This is really important. And hey, I have an Oscar. Like, I'm going to just call it Taylor Swift myself. <laughs> oh my God. She probably didn't say the, hey, I have an Oscar. But maybe. <laughs> I hope she did. I guess she's like, hey, I'm an A-lister. Taylor's an A-lister. Let's see what can happen. And she just personally called her up and was like, we want to do this. Here's the movie. And Taylor was like, Yes. <laughs> like, just use it. So, um, they also, like, like, there's just, like, a food allergy thing thrown in there. Like, Josh Cat is just basically, like, a, like the Wiggles or, like, a Raffy, but he's, like, secretly... He's Mr. Giggles. Or, well, yes, but, like, is, he's like... He's the worst. He's, he's pretty bad. the worst. So, like, when he's on camera, he's on nice to the kids, and then, like... He, like, tries to lock them out so they get eaten by the zombies because he doesn't want to, like, wreck his safety. so crass. Like, when he grips from, like, TV personality to, like, survival mode for himself, he's, like, worse than the main guy. Oh, yeah. Like, and I feel like I tolerated Josh Gad in this because he was so terrible. I was (laughs) like, yes. This is why I don't like him. Like, <laughs> he's what a jerk. And, you know, he could be the nicest guy in the world. I don't know. I just hate his acting. But in you this, don't have it was to good. have a reason to I just like... always think he's twerpy, at least, and an asshole, usually. Mm-hmm. And so it worked for this, mm-hmm. you know. But I had Jake it off stuck in my head for, like, a week after, like, the whole week <laughs> we watched it. when you get the rights for it. Yeah, Boom. that's one of those horror comedies that had just a brilliant ending, like Chef's Kiss. Oh yeah. yes, Chef's Kiss ending. Like anytime they're trying to get the zomb- like the kids away from the zombies. Like at one point, she's like, "Remember when we did a conga line? Let's go!" And she's like, "They're just like walking through like zombies eating petting zoo animals." Which, as someone that doesn't like animal horror or injuries, it's very minimal. It's just implied mostly, so like it's okay. There was one unfortunate part with an echidna that got me sad, but oh wow! <laughs> but you know, for like it's a zombie movie, things yeah. are gonna happen. But the real echidna is probably fine. Yes, I will also say like I think some people would be hesitant to watch it because they'd be afraid. Like I don't want to see children getting eaten by zombies. Like I don't think it's a spoiler to say like they're a teacher trying to protect kids. Like they know what they're going for. They're not trying to horrify you. It's supposed to be funny. So. Yeah, yeah. So just I mean, like don't expect the worst thing to happen. Like. It's, I think that's one of the horror comedies that airs on the side of comedy. Yes, But absolutely. there's still horror in it, so oh, it's grand. Yeah. Also would, would say, because uh, I ended up watching a, the, that movie this week, um, that there's also some really nice heartfelt moments, too. Not, like, staying in that moment for very long, but, like, just, like, a little, like, a dab. Like, here's this It's almost like thing. a rom-com dramedy zombie-like yeah. thing. It, we stretch, we reach, we accomplish. Just like our tea that we're drinking tonight. I went and told, like, I went to work the next day, and everyone that I had, like, a passing friendship rela- like, relationship <laughs> with, it was like, do you like horror movies? And they're like, yes. I'm like, you need to go watch this. Like, any teacher that was like, yes. I'm like, little monsters. <laughs> so, hopefully someone at my school has also watched it now. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Cool. Do this we have a jump, but I lost my tea game. I'm winning. Yeah. Okay. I, I drank mine, like, through before my tea. My tea game is, can I have, still have tea by the end of the episode? Uh, do we have any honorable mentions before we do our last tales? I wrote down a list, but I think we've talked about them all. I have, um, 
suggestions from from Facebook. Go for it. Okay. Well, let me pull them up. Give me one second. All right. So my friend uh, Cassandra said Killer Couch, which is a movie that we talked about in B-movies. So I guess I'll throw in Killer Pinata there as well. Um, Ryan said... But are they intending to be comedy? I think so. Okay. They are definitely mm-hmm. both B-movies. All right, but, but you're like a nice young lady. <laughs> or was it Killer Sofa? Killer Sofa. Okay. Yeah. Killer Sofa and Killer Pinata, they both, like, knew that they were not. I have a question. Do you think Sleepaway Camp would count? Or do you think they're being earnest? I did see that. I don't know. I can't decide. I honestly don't know. Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, <laughs> is it like satirical or were they trying? I don't know. Okay. That uh, one's in the undecided. Uh, Ryan said Death Becomes Her, uh, Shaun of the uh-huh. Dead, and Zombieland. I have not seen Death Becomes Her. It's oh, that's great. Francis said A Dirty Job by Christopher Moore. Also, it's sequel, Secondhand Souls. Oh, those are books. Yes. Which yeah. I have not read. I would agree. Um, and, uh, sorry, John Wong dies at the end. Who wrote that? David Wong? I don't know. She's David? going through our list of I don't know. suggestions. I don't your know. Your suggestions are um, Cabin in the Woods um, by Casey. That was a suggestion, which, is, of course, Autumn said, What We Do in the Shadows, Shaun of the Dead. Spelled wrong, I think, because it's spelled S-E-A-N. And You're calling out our listener? I mean, it's Autumn. I can call her. Autumn, I love you, Autumn. Spouse. Young Frankenstein, which is um, <laughs> a Halloween classic for her family that they watch every year. Um Tucker and Dale versus Evil by Adam. Adam also said, Welcome to Night Vale, which <gasps> maybe somebody might up. be talking uh, about. And then Clinton said, Jennifer's Body and Adam's Family Values. I don't know. Adam's Family Values. I thought you were getting up to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so offended. He's only uncomfy chair. Listener suggestions. Want to switch? No. Okay. Sarah, what are your honorable mentions? Well, John Long dies at the end. <gasps> wow. That's it. That's it? Nothing else. Um, Clown in a Cornfield. I didn't think to think of books. Mm. I read YA novels. They're never comedy horror. <laughs> it's just... They the, could be the cl- princess Did you know that Clown in a Cornfield is marketed as a YA novel? That's kind of funny. Like, that's what got the major release, because all his other stuff were indie releases on, as adult novels. And then a publisher was like, hey, you're writing about teenagers in horror situations. What if we put it under the YA label? We'll, like, mass produce it. And he was like, okay. That's interesting, <laughs> because the girl who wrote Mexican, Goth- Mexican Gothic did not want that. Right. So it's the opposite. But he was like, I think that was partly because she was trying to be, like, a voice for... Uh, yeah, Latina yeah, yeah, writers yeah, yeah. and not being pigeonholed into that. Whereas Adam Caesar is just like a white dude that wanted more people to read I his books. Why a horror is so funny? It's, it's so brilliant. It is like very violent though. That's just uh-huh. why I thought it was funny. It was in that YA. book. Yeah, like they're literally just killing teenagers just with, like, people down. with like chainsaws and crossbows and like clowns are everywhere. And there's a whole bunch of like. <laughs> murder in high school <laughs> like type books too and i read a bunch of them i can't think of any of the titles now but they're i have saw kill girls and something else. i'm trying to think of the other one that i just bought that was like it came out recently but they're ya mm-hmm. and i keep meaning to read them but I the saw kill girls for a little while but i can't school. remember what they are i did read one of adam caesar's other books called video night and it was essentially the same thing but it was his first book and not as well written so like i mm. was like eh Mm-hmm. Um, I had of ones I didn't say yet. Mm, I think for movies, probably just like like I said with our original ones, Scream and Get Out and Us and mm-hmm. 
and there's a book I'm going to talk about. My books from earlier, Secret Santa and Night of the <laughs> Living Trekkies. That one definitely, mm-hmm. that is the funniest horror book I've ever read. Like, I was openly laughing I with that one. I that one still. Um, one day. Yeah, when we did our zombies episode that was a good one mm-hmm. um also i read the haunted forest tour which is essentially jurassic park meets cabin in the woods and that oh, was fun interesting <laughs> also like the goriest book i've ever read i was like oh it's like dripping the, the blood first you read like it. the first two pages people are just like getting impaled and i'm like oh I, and here we go yeah, like, like, where it's and like, we're off we'll like, see where it's like you have to go running. yeah just go yeah mm-hmm. so but it was good nick do you have any honorable mentions uh I don't think any that haven't already been mentioned. I mean, we have touched on a lot. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. You want, to start, you want me to go same order? order? Let's go the same order. Okay. The order. The order. order. Well, my second tale... Don't say it three um, times. Is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice? It's Beetlejuice. Um, yeah, so this no, is... There she is. said this in between. We're fine. Yeah. It has to be uninterrupted. Well, in the movie. I was going to say, actually, Community, he shows up like three seasons later. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, you got me. Yeah, in the, in the musical, you have to say it in, in, in a row, but in the movie, you could just say it three times. And so we're boned. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. He'll, he'll show up later. He'll steal your cookies and leave. Um, it was released on March 30th, 1988, which means this movie is older than Sarah and me. Yay! And Nick. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to be closer to 40 than I am to 30 in Don't a few days. <laughs> Let's just drink and all um, will be well. So the film was directed by Tim Burton and had music by Danny Elfman. And of course, if you've seen any other Tim Burton movies, you would you could see that and hear that. It's I actually watched it today during work. Oh, man, it's such a great movie. Anyways, I hope so, your boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> no. Not I do seen. have some co- co-workers that do, but that's fine. It sounded like you said you have something with Coke, and I was like, man, she's just throwing it all out there. <laughs> I don't like Coke. I just like the way it smells. <laughs> Is that a quote for something? Yeah. Okay. Sarah. Um, actually, <laughs> I think Karen Kilgare says it all the time. <laughs> good. Um, so the plot follows recently deceased couple Adam and Barbara Maitland, played by Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, as babies. Because mm-hmm. everyone are is so little in this movie, um, who are stuck haunting their house after they their car plummets into a river and they drown. Also, I was so young when I saw this movie. I didn't watch it all the way through. It was on TV, and I just happened to catch that scene where their car goes through the the red siding, and it just, like, stuck with me for a long time. And then I remember watching the movie as an entirety, and I was like, oh, that's what this is. Okay, this is funny, not that scary. So they're, they're forced to be stuck in their house. Their house is uh, sold to a family that moves in, which is Charles... Uh, Delia and Lydia. My autocorrect changed it from Delia to Delish. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, who who instantly start you know the 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 parents they start changing everything and so the couple that just died they're like oh we don't want this to happen so they're trying to figure out a way to get the this new family moving out by scaring them but nobody can see them but Lydia can see them and then they then they like kind of throw Beetlejuice in there and he's like oh I can help you you know get rid of all those guys oh just get them to say my name oh. <laughs> and like they go to the underworld. And it's um, it's it's just a fantastic movie. It's a classic movie. It has great people in it. it has great lines. It's rated PG. You didn't even nuts. say like the the actress. I thought you were going to talk about. Oh oh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. Winona yeah. Ryder. And Catherine O'Hare. Winona Ryder. She's um, I I did a lot of comparis- 
comparison to the movie and the musical, because Sarah and I have seen the musical a couple of times, and it, it's just so fantastic. We'll be opening up again in April of next year, 2022, so you should Ooh. definitely go see it if you can. Um, but Lydia is kind of, like, more developed as a character in the musical. Not that Winona Ryder didn't do a good job. She did a fantastic job. But there's more focus on um, the death of Emily Dietz, which is the mom. And so there's, like, this whole, like, plot line with her being alone. But it's, like, kind of more funny and, like, I'm alone and here I am and I'm suffering and I can see ghosts and haha, it's funny. But in the musical, it's, like, I can see ghosts and I'm, like depressed and actually alone and like I'm sad and there's this whole big moment in act two where she just kind of has to face that she's like running around in the it's not underworld what's it called nether Nether Netherworld. yeah yeah um but it's it's just it's it's another one where sorry to interrupt where like the comedy and the horror and the drama comes in Mm -hmm. but it's not it's never lingered on it's like okay you have this moment and then now we move on yeah. I think it kind of is part of it. Yeah. Because it's spooky and it's creepy. It's got, like, a creepy vibe to it. But it's, like, I feel like with all of um, Tim Burton movies anyways, it never really crosses a line where it's completely scary. It's, like, weird and unsettling. Yeah. Because, like, the another round in both the musical and the movie, it's just, you're like, what's going on? It's like, everybody cool. looks kind of weird mm-hmm. and, like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, ah! You know? <laughs> There's, like, no jump out. It, yeah. Again, it's more of, like, gothic, creepy horror mm-hmm. versus, like, slasher, killer, blood, like, gore, ah, I for it, myself. It, it deals with, like, darker topics, too, like death. Like, yeah. death. Nobody likes to talk it about death. It goofs around about so, death. So, like, yeah, it's like, haha. Like, literally the opening number of the musical is, like, this is a show. Welcome to a show about death. That's the second number of the musical. You're right. <laughs> I'm but actually... It's been a while, okay? <laughs> we <laughs> listened listen to it on the drive-in. It hasn't been that wild. So, one really well, cool okay. fact is um, <laughs> Tim Burton was really scared about uh, the Deo scene because he didn't think it was funny. Oh he God. was like... This isn't funny. Like, whatever. Like, he feared it, according to IMDb. But, like, literally, it's one of the most iconic scenes. Mm -hmm. And they do it so well in the musical as well. I watched this movie as a pretty... Like, I was pretty young. Yeah. I mean, like... I mean, I didn't watch it when it came out. I would have been, like, two or three. But um, (laughs) I watched it, like, as a a kid. Five. (laughs) Maybe six or seven. But anyways, like, I... Didn't remember anything from the movie other than I remembered what Michael Keaton looked like as Beetlejuice. And I was like, he looks crazy. Yeah. And then I remembered the Deo scene. Yes. And then again, I don't think I watched it again until like last year. And I finally was like, I remember nothing about this movie. <laughs> I didn't even remember that Alec Baldwin existed in the movie. My best <laughs> was like the main character. And yeah. then I was just kind of like. Oh, oh, he, like Beetlejuice is not actually in the movie he's that much. Not, like 15 like, he's, totally. he's like the shark in Jaws. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just, but I was just surprised at like how little I had retained from the movie. Yeah. And I, I think that I liked it, but I was kind of like re- misremembering a lot of things. Yeah. Like, from that's the, fair. But I always remembered Deo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. And one of my most vivid memories is the guy who looks like his face turns into a pterodactyl and his eyes come yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. Uh, that- that's freaks Adam. me out as a Adam kid. Adam Caitlin. <laughs> that's yeah. Adam's like... Cause they do, yeah. So that's not in the musical, which was a big surprise to me when I went to see how it. How would but they yeah, have done that? Yeah, how do you make that 
And you would like do like a, a blackout, and you would have they would like come lights would come up, and you'd have a mask on. That's but, how I. But then do you it. missed the magic of it. This is true. It's mm. It wasn't an important <laughs> plot point. It's Not at them all. goofing around trying to. And then scare they couldn't people. get it away. Yeah. <laughs> he had a long nose, and Lydia laughs at him, and it's very adorable. It's <laughs> so good. One last thing about Beetlejuice is that Sarah and I watched this. Um, couple months ago maybe over like over the spring and there's a scene at the very end where Lydia's like dancing in the air because she got an A on her math test and Sarah was like if I got an A in my math test I would want to float in the air too and it's just like I have no memory of that so it did not (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah that's Beetlejuice cool I'm gonna do Welcome to Night Vale the podcast quick 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 though Welcome to Night Vale the podcast uh, is designed to sound like a radio news show broadcasting out of the fictional town of Night Vale It was um, created in 2012 by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner, featuring Cecil Baldwin as the host Cecil Gershwin Palmer. Essentially, what it is, is, um, like I said, it's like a news show, and he just talks about weird things that happen in the town. But the town is uh, so accustomed to weird things that it's not, like, outlandish. It would just be like if we were listening to the news and someone was like, oh, like, you know... There was a car accident on this road and, like, this person's running for mayor, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, really outlandish stuff. Like, in one of the first episodes, an enormous glow cloud comes down and, like, consumes a bunch of people or something. And there's, like, they have a dog park. They talk about, don't go to the dog park. Don't look at the dog park. Don't think about the dog (laughs) park. Like, stuff like that. It's really creative, funny writing, and it's creepy at the same time. Mm -hmm. What's at the dog park? You're Don't thinking about, think about stop. It. Stop. <laughs> uh, like the game. I've ruined it for everyone. <laughs> oh, you lost the game, everybody. <laughs> the You're show welcome. features news announcements, advertisements, messages from management, as well as um, there's like a meme online where anytime anyone says something weird, somebody will like subtweet it or sub Tumblr or whatever and be like, and now the weather. <laughs> and uh, the thing is that every episode, the weather features um, an independently published musician's song. So they never have, like, a weather report, but it's always just, like, music. And I use <laughs> Welcome to Night Vale to, like, fall asleep. I put it on when I go to bed. And if I'm, like, kind of half asleep, <laughs> when the song comes on, I'll always wake up and I'll be like, damn it. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> I was trying to sleep. I've listened to so many episodes, but I couldn't really tell you what they're about. Because the they, voice they knock me right out. Very calm. I've probably asked you this before, mm-hmm. but if I don't remember the answer. So I have the first book that yes. they wrote. Do you have to listen to the podcast first, or is it totally separate? I mean, there's stuff that's unifying, but it's all standalone. I was reading the Wikipedia article about it, and the creator said they wanted, like, even episode to episode, you could pick up anywhere, and you'll be okay. But then there is... So I wouldn't have to start listening to episode No, but you should, because it's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, some things, like Tea and Tales, have gotten better since their first episode. Hopefully. So, like, I would maybe suggest starting with a different episode that just seems interesting to you, mm-hmm. rather than, I'm going to start with time travel and space exploration <laughs> and Tea and Tales, because we were working on some things. It's pretty, Gravity it's falls, like, man. <laughs> very interesting writing, just, like, unexpected <laughs> in a really creative way and i'm like how do they yeah. keep having ideas for all this funny stuff but does it ever get scary yeah people die in the globe thing and there's like the sheriff's <laughs> secret police that they talk about all the time and like they'll leave a carnation on your door and like don't make eye contact there's an entire episode you undercook fish go to jail <laughs> you there's an entire fish. episode that go talks about mm-hmm. the old lady with no face who lives in your, who secretly lives in your house 
Oh. And it's told, like, Cecil tells it in, like, a second person. So if you're listening to it, he's like, the old lady lives in your house. Like, there's a faceless old lady secretly living in your house. No, thanks. <laughs> and Erica didn't listen to oh, her Dungeon Night Fail. <laughs> so, it's good, though. We've listened to some episodes together, and I, I quite do enjoy that show. Mm-hmm. I, should, I should start from the beginning. But it's definitely funny. But it's also spookle. Mm-hmm. Spookle. Yep. Go. Nick. Oh. Uh, Do you have a second one? Yes. Good. <laughs> so, first off, I was brought on very last minute to this, so... What? I but think you're doing a lovely job. Mostly because he wanted you to bring us dinner. Accurate. <laughs> and a microphone. Yep. No mic, But we're no using TV We're interface. using our microphone. We're yeah. using his interface. Anyway, uh, so my second pick is Young Frankenstein, specifically the movie. Uh, it's directed by Mel Brooks, the one of the masters of parody and kind of towing the line between things. Um, I believe this, the movie came out in 70, yeah, 74. Um, starring Gene Wilder, Madeline Kahn, who is one of Abel's favorite. Shout uh, out to Abel. Abel's. Yep. Hi, Abel. Um, <laughs> and uh, a bunch of other humans, um, whose names I'm blanking on at the moment. So it centers around this guy. His name is Dr. Frederick Frankenstein. He's the, I believe he's the grandson of the Dr. Frankenstein from the Mary Shelley novel. Um, Shout out to Mary Shelley. Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Frankenstein, not Frankenstein. Yep, yep. Uh, That's the musical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the movie starts off with him uh, kind of trying to lead a life that was different from what his grandfather did, but as fate often does, he got dragged right back into it. He inherited the castle, goes back there, and is like, hey, what was happening here? Ooh, this looks neat. Let's do stuff. And ends up making his own Frankenstein's monster. Um, <laughs> but it's also, like, it does the thing where it sticks in the horror bit, and then right when you think it's going to get scary... Frankenstein tap dances or something. <laughs> Pardon all the rats! <laughs> um, Someone just swerved their car to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, anyway, I don't want to uh, labor on it too much. Um, it's really funny. It is also, like, it, it doesn't really get super scary, but it, it touches on a lot of the horror themes from the day. It borrows from so many different things. And I feel it combines them really well. If you haven't seen it, do it. Um, if you have, maybe go watch it again. I think this is my favorite Mel Brooks yes. film. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love History of the World. <laughs> <laughs> or the producer's musical. But the, if you do the musical, have you ever played that one? The musical? Yeah. yeah. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. It is like one of the hardest shows I've ever played. Yep. And I did the violin part, so every time... Bob Wooker came in and I had to do her little theme as yep. she's playing the violin. <laughs> Somewhere a horse is neighing in the background. <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah. yeah. Anybody else thoughts on your Frankenstein? No? No. I saw it when BTG put it up. I did that show. <gasps> I was the violin. There we go. Full circle. I like world. I, I'm, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out first. Or Wonka did. Right? I think yeah. so. I wish Gene Wilder had a lot of that energy for Wonka, 
he kind of did, but he took it even further for Dr. Frankenstein. He was <laughs> yes. just absolutely bonkers. Unhinged. Yeah. Uh, very unhinged. <laughs> but not Johnny Depp will go unhinged. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's no. a different kind of unhinged. A controlled unhinged? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Bad hair. He was extrovertedly unhinged, not internally go. unhinged. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, I guess I'll finish with mine. I picked a book that I read yesterday. <laughs> I, um, I was not planning on picking this, but I was like, we're doing comedy horror. I'm going to read a comedy horror book. And it was short. And there we go. If you ever wanted to read a book that Saw meets the TV show Superstore, yes. well, then here you go. <laughs> I'm the demographic. There we go. Um, <laughs> horror Store, with an umlaut over the O, the last one, uh, is a 2014 novel written by Grady Hendrix with uh, chapter pictures and other things illustrated by Michael Rogalowski. Rogalski? Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, it's essentially a ripoff of ikea and it takes place in a like a company called or um orsk all the things have like fake swedish names so they're literally ripping off ikea and he says <laughs> that they're like a cheaper version of ikea so it's not even like it's a universe where it doesn't exist it totally does <laughs> um and it's it's a satire on like the kind of slavery attitudes of like retail working and like how the companies are always like, it's the company way, we have to do it this way. And this, if you could really be something, let's do this. Oh, and they're God. like, I just want to come and earn my paycheck. Like, please leave me alone. <laughs> so it stems from that. But um, they work at a particular Orsk store that has been experiencing some problems. So a small group of employees um, spend the night to investigate the mysterious acts of vandalism and other strange occurrences. These may or may not uh, they definitely do, have something to do with the store being built on the grounds of a former prison where the warden would force the inmates to work themselves to death or madness in hopes of a cure. But that term is very loose. Um, <laughs> the employees use the various store items to try and understand and fight against the evil entities. So, like, the first third of the book is just kind of, it's pretty short. Like I said, I read it yesterday. Like, the whole thing. <laughs> it's like 250 pages. Um, the first third, you follow Amy, who is definitely like, I don't really have a, like, a path in my life. I'm just here. I'm trying to make the rent. I'm trying to transfer to a store that's less weird. And so then she gets called in and thinks she's getting fired. And it's like, hey, I need you to stay tonight because, like, we keep having crazy stuff happening and she's like no thanks but he goes i'll pay you double and since she is back on her rent she's like fine whatever <laughs> so like the it's like her a very like cheerful happy older woman that stays that's like a cashier and then the manager and then two other store employees show up that they're convinced it's um ghosts so they think they're going to be like the next ghost hunters oh, but God. they keep talking about how they're way better than the ones on like a and e and they're going to be the new show ghost bomb because <laughs> they're the bomb and like they're like really purposely annoying characters and so like the, uh, ghost facers yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've like brought stuff with them because like she's from like a really wealthy family and so like she gets all this like like testing stuff for the electromagnetivity and the flashlights and stuff but meanwhile they're just like keep bumping into like in the dark they'll bump into all the different like bookshelves and things that have ridiculous names and like sometimes you know what they are but sometimes they'll be like and then a plurg went by and you don't know what a plurg is like it's just like a made-up thing that Grady Hendrix put in mm -hmm. um and then the chapter titles like their actual like product 
pictures but then as you get further and further and you start meeting like the ghost warden and like what he's doing to the people they start being the product schematics of like his torture devices but like <laughs> it's really subtle at first and I literally was like wait when did he start doing that and I was like <laughs> skipping back and um I read it on an ebook but I hear if you read it in a paper book it's actually like did you read an ebook? No. Maybe. Yeah. It's more like a, a catalog, like an IKEA catalog, <laughs> and it's set up that way with the pictures and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's just silly, and um, it's not as like laugh out loud funny as I was expecting it to be. But it's like it dry was, humor. Yeah, it's definitely dry humor. Um, if you've ever worked just a minimum wage job, like I've never worked retail, but I've worked in restaurants, and I feel like it's a similar type of thing. Mm -hmm. I know there's differences, special, special but you know where the customers are doing weird shit, and you're just like, <laughs> why do I have to clean up after this? Like, and just like your managers are like, but we're gonna do this. Everybody's gonna be excited. Are you gonna take the management test? And you're like, just no. leave me alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um. So yeah, the, that part's funny, and then they keep trying to rescue each other. At one point, she gets nailed into what she thinks is a coffin, but it's just like a faulty bookcase, and like <laughs> she's trying to get out because she knows like the weak spots on the cheap bookcase, and like they're doing stuff like that, and the like ghost like shrink wrap people like to tie him down, and it's just like ridiculous stuff. So, um, I I have not read any other Grady Hendrix stuff. I know you. Best uh -huh. Friends Exorcism, I had some problems with Yeah, it. but this one I thought was good. And he's the one that I was like, I need to stop buying authors I haven't read. Because I own three of his books. Horror Store is good. It yeah. doesn't have too much problems. I have the, like, Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampires or whatever <gasps> it is. And I'm that excited. one is so good. Yeah, so I want to read that one. Um, I would yeah. say that one could be horror comedy. Yeah, I love it. There's another one, like, We Sold Our Souls, where it's, like, <laughs> a lead band member sells... His bandmate souls, not his, to get fame and prosperity. So then he leaves the band, and they're like, "Why does our life like? Why do our lives suck?" And then they realize that like they're literally like, like owned by the devil, and they're like, "Wait a second, hold so, on." So I have to read that one next. But so there's horror store. It, I said saw meets superstore. It's saw and like. We're going to punish the people for various things, but it's nowhere near, like, that level of gore. There's very little at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just um, implied things or just, like, they keep getting out of the different things using, like, their magic orsk tool, like, which is <laughs> just, like, a little thing that, you know, how, like... I don't know. Sounds clever. It's the yeah, multi-tool that comes with all those DIY Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the yeah. multi-tool that, you know, of course, they don't yeah. want you to just use a regular screwdriver. you got to use their regular things. So. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that comes back into play many times. Uh -huh. um, but yeah. Naturally. Naturally. So before we end, um, quick thing that you are experiencing reading watching uh so sarah and i started squid games yes. last night we we're only two episodes in but i'm so intrigued i i really enjoy korean dramas and uh korean films so i'm looking forward to that and it's very interesting um it's like soft saw like you said and like a puzzle and it's it's really good check it out meets but it is fall little, guys meets fall guys <laughs> it's very graphic it's a little graphic yeah. it's not as graphic like it could definitely it's not as graphic as i thought but i'm sure it's going to get worse we're yeah. only two episodes and it starts but. off like calm and whatever and then it gets like whoa and it apparently it gets much more whoa as you go on so my students that are watching it in middle school <laughs> should not be watching not no. even close i have no control over that <laughs> <sighs> Sarah, what are you watching? Um, I've been watching Ted Lasso, and uh, the season finale of the second season is 
Friday. But it's sports ball. It's truly not. I mean, it's about sports, but surely not. It's also funny, and it's very dramatic. And it's very heartwarming. And it's Jason Sudeikis with a huge friggin' mustache, which is not my thing at all. And a southern accent, which is super not my thing. But it really works. Like, it's just great. Maybe that's why you like Mobius. I don't like mustaches, man. Maybe you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's grand, though. Yeah. Give it a shot. I know it's on Apple TV, but do it anyway. That's fair. Yeah. Nick? Um, So, I haven't had much time the last couple of weeks to watch anything, but... Your review of Little Monsters is making me want to go see it. <laughs> so um, and also Squid Game is on my radar because all, all of our friends are just talking about it nonstop. Yeah. We were talking about how it's like a universal experience right now. I kind of yeah. missed out like when the whole world watched Game of Thrones. I was not I was not on board. I've not I've seen only the first season. But I now I'm about like, I want to be Gambit and uh, Tiger King. King? I yeah. saw yeah. some of Tiger King and it wasn't it. worth it. Like Queen's Gambit was great though. I, I gotta go back and watch it. Um, Game of Thrones is just making me think of how we literally had like the water cooler experience at my school of like before the kids would get to school, <laughs> we would be in the hall at like our hall monitor positions and we'd be like, oh my God, did you watch it last night? And man, the week after that last episode aired, it was like the show had never existed. Yeah. <laughs> it that's how just I met your mother. Crashed. Same thing. So oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, we would just all look at each other and we're like, why was it so bad? And then it was never discussed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm ready for this universal. Yeah, experience. I need to watch. Um, I need to watch the Squid Game. As well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I can not talk about it with my students, but they keep trying. <laughs> um, uh, Zach and I have been watching Midnight Mass, which we are only two episodes in. It's the um, Mike Flanagan one. Um, I I like it. It's a very slow burn. I think it will go in cool directions. I don't know if it will. But, I've seen um, about 20 minutes, and you mentioned that it's very much like the Stephen King miniseries, Storm of the Century, and I could not agree more. Yeah, I that's the vibe the I get. So like, isolated ready. island, small community, like, there's Weird a religious, not cult aspect, but definitely, like, it might as well super, be. <laughs> super, super religion of, like, bending it into ways that it's not supposed to be. And then the other people that are actually, like, actual Christians that are like, wait, maybe we don't yeah. do this. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's just well. that. I don't, yeah, like, I don't know if this is right. And then there's something definitely going on with the priest. Like, we can't figure out, like, what he's, like, new on the island. And we're like, something's up with this dude. But we haven't gotten to find that's, that's on my radar, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. definitely give so that a So that's where we are. It's a very slow burn so far. But I, like... It won't act. be for everybody. Mike Flanagan always creates a good mood. Mm-hmm. Like, and with weird stuff in the background. So mm-hmm. so that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Um, so coming up at some point, we're going to do a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. We might do a Judge a Book by its cover episode, but we keep getting there and being like... I haven't read one yet for its cover, so we're going to keep pushing that one back. Um, It'll happen eventually. I think we should do a variation on it where I pick a book for one of you, one of you picks a book for the other, and so forth. We could do that as well. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. I know weird food is apparently still happening around Thanksgiving. I also wrote one down that I really want to do called uh, Grown Ups Playing Kids. <laughs> so is it just making fun of Dear Evan Hansen? No, it's ones we like. It's ones we like. Dig. Uh, um, and I think we also talked about having a doppelgangers episode. Yes. yes. So, uh, I think if you have any fun. ideas for upcoming ones, let us know. Yeah. Tweet Instagram, Facebook at T and Tales One or Twitter 
Nope. Tumblr at t and tails one O-N-E. That's right. Um, check us out. Uh, we're getting close to a thousand followers on the gram, so you yes. can get one of them. That's awesome. Just saying. Yeah. We are still working on the Facebook and the Twitter aspect of followers, but it is growing slowly there. Yeah. Emily's doing a nice job with the Twitter. I try. I don't know what Sarah's doing with Tumblr because I don't have Tumblr. That's okay. Anymore. I'm glad that you can't check. Okay. <laughs> um, and we do have a website as well, which you yes. can go on our Instagram, and it has our episodes. And I'm going to do a guest uh, page as well, yes. and Nick will be at the top for most guest appearances. Yeah. <laughs> and Autumn will be furious. Well, wow. we, we have a couple other guests coming That's up. Um, our friend Ryan and Francis, we want to get on. Abel and Jordan, we want to get on, and our friend Tom possibly. Abel's gonna be listening and being like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> they I didn't talk to me about this. this. <laughs> I have <laughs> talked to them about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's it's always fun to have guests on. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So comedy yeah. horror. Uh, I talked about Little Monsters, the movie on Hulu, and Horror Store, the book by Grady Hendrix. I did uh, Cabin in the Woods and Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I did What We Do in the Shadows and Welcome to the Night Vale. And I did The Little Shop of Horrors and Young Frankenstein. Woohoo! That's the smoothest we've ever done it. Because I, I pointed, it helped. You're like, I was thinking, like a director. <laughs> like, you, know, you did the teacher thing. Oh, good. <laughs> I can keep my job. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to um, try really hard to pretend to not be. Crazy. Crazy. And you have a great week and a great day. And just wherever you are, have a good one. Bye. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.